1: Bama Online Podcast, this time a breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Schreier, senior analyst for BOL, joined by site publisher Tim Watson. You know what that means, right? Typically, when Tim checks in with us from the breaking news standpoint, it's good news for the Alabama Crimson Tide on the recruiting trail. No different this time, Tim, as a reoccurring theme, especially under Nick Saban in state standout with an emphasis on the defensive backfield, a big one for the Alabama Crimson tide for the twenty twenty-three recruiting cycle.
0: Yeah, this is big. Tony Mitchell's committed to Alabama. Went to Tuscaloosa today, told Nick Saban face to face. I mean, this has been a guy, you know, we said early on, he's an Alabaster kid. Obviously, I'm I'm a Tom he's a Thompson kid. I live in Alabaster. I've known him since he's a freshman. Um, I know the fans have really stewed about Tony because Tony literally I said it early on, everybody doesn't listen to me like my, my family and my wife and <laughs> have before. But I said this isn't a kid that you can really base what he says where he's at. He get named 50 leaders. He took visits. What I will say about Tony is this is what I'm talking about when you got to be patient, you got to let these kids go and figure, This stuff out. He's a young guy. All these guys are young. A lot of them haven't been to a lot of places. So, of course, they want to visit the state of Texas. They want to visit the state of Georgia. They want to visit the state of Florida or whatever it is. They need to see other things because one of the worst things that happens, especially me and you were back in this business early on is that a kid would commit to a school. He grew up a fan of Alabama, for instance, and he went to Bama games and everybody, but he never went anywhere else. So when he did take a visit, that's when mass confusion came in. He had already committed in a lot of cases, and this happens at every school, not just Alabama. We cover Alabama, so I'm using that as an example, but Tony's a guy that did his due diligence. Tony is a guy that heard pitches, ate the steak, saw pretty girls, got tours of the campus, had edits made for him. So he did this the right way. I mean he went through that process. And I know from the fan base, you know, that's social media. You know, I can't stress it enough with four you know, four teenagers, a couple just moved into the early twenties, but you can't believe anything on social media. Everything does not mean what you think it means. When a kid tweets, I see how it is, <laughs> He cannot he can be talking about the Domino's guy brought his pizza late. I mean there's never any tell of a company Terrific football player, very serious. I've seen him in basically every venue. I mean, 7-on-7, practice, um, uh, scrimmage games, uh, real games in high school. And the one thing I'll say about him, a big compliment, is he is a guy that brings it game in, game out in every situation. There's no slacking because it's a 7-on-7. You know, another thing I like about Tony – well, I do not say I like about but one of the things you miss on Tony in almost any other school in the country – or in the state, I should say, he would be playing like seven different positions. You know what I mean? Thompson's almost like a college, like the old Hoover, the old Prattville. Thompson really doesn't have guys. Tony could be a wide receiver. He could be a return specialist. He could do all that stuff. You don't really see all that on the highlight film. You see his DB skills, so he's definitely honed his craft. But Thompson, you know, that's a nasty defense. If anybody's seen him, Thompson, they can say what they want. That is a nasty, nasty defense. And in that situation with so many good players, sometimes it's hard to shine. But every game you saw Tony, you know, every game you noticed Tony last year, every time, that's what I'd say. You know, they're good when they're on a field full of savages and kids going to college all over the place, and they still, you know, they still stand out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you look at Tony from a positional standpoint, I believe based on the 24 7 composite rankings, he's a top three or four cornerback prospect for the 2023 cycle but you watch the tape you see him at the star position you see him at a single high free safety position as you said this is a guy you can project across the secondary what are your thoughts from that perspective or maybe what you've heard in relation to how Alabama envisions Tony Mitchell as a player in that secondary moving forward
0: well I think you just described it I mean you you've seen a lot of guys come in we've seen guys like Minka other positions that can play. The guys, you know, it's almost like offensive linemen. If you sign an offensive lineman that can play tackle, guard, or center, he's got a much better chance of seeing the field early because he's just flowing to that opening and competing. Well, Tony's going to be that way in the secondary where he can you know, project. I, I still would like to see him at safety. Um, mm-hmm. I also would like to see him at corner, but safety, he's a big, hard-hitting cornerback. He's got size. I mean, he runs well. He does all of that. So I think with him, it's just going to be a matter of, Where does he want to play? Where does he fit in? Where's the quickest road to opportunity? But it's a massive get. You know, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, You know, I think Freddie Roach, tip of the hat, great job. This was not an easy recruitment. You know, he also dealt with Jeremiah Alexander. He's dealing with Peter Woods. And uh, those are kids highly sought after national recruits that can basically name their school. Jeremiah was that way. Tony's that way. Peter's that way. I mean, just kids you want to want on your football field, on and off the field. So, Tip had the hat to Freddie Rose for having to deal with this battle and can't even imagine how many questions he got asked about Tony Mitchell. And, you know, you know everybody says it's a pipeline and, you know, it's not that easy to keep a pipeline pipeline going. You still got to work these guys. But obviously, Alabama having a guy like Amari Kite, Amari's a guy a lot of these kids look up to. You know, Jeremiah looked up Amari, really liked him. Peter Woods, Tony Mitchell, they really liked Amari because, you know, they were young. And he was the big guy on campus. He was the senior at the time. And he's also just a great kid. He's very friendly. We've discussed, you know, Amari several times. So, But obviously a huge get. You get a five-star DB. Uh, this reminded me a lot of, of Kool-Aid McKinstry. You know, it was – you felt all along Alabama was in it. You felt all along it was going to be hard to beat Nick Saban for an in-state five-star defensive back. That he wanted, and that's important. The five-stars – They don't really matter. We see guys, I tell you some guys that are five stars that are gonna be lucky to to make it in that top one hundred when all said and done. But this is a guy they coveted, they wanted, and it just kinda kept ebbing and flowing and eventually it flowed back to Bama. Very similar to Kool-Aid. You remember all the he's going to Auburn and, you know, all the LSU and all that stuff that went on. So but I mean, kids do due diligence and you know, they take a visit, so you worry about it, but You know this is a you know this is a prime example, and it wasn't just Freddie, of course. You had you know Charles Kelly was involved, Pete Golding, you know, was always involved with defensive guys, and 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 of course the guy with the the really big office and the nicest cars involved Nick Saban. So yeah,
1: the the cornerback GA, you know, Nick Saban,
0: absolutely, absolutely the backup DB coach (laughs) was involved. So great, you know, it's always a team effort at Alabama, and I know they. They preach that as much as anybody, you know, but I still know that primary. He's got to do that work. And then that secondary, that guy, that position coach, he's got to do that work. And, you know, and Tony, you know, Tony, you know, took a lot of visits and a lot of stuff going around. But absolutely a big a big day for uh, for Alabama.
1: Man, it just continues to alluded to this in the opening part of the podcast, just this in-state train of defensive backs throughout the Saban era that have made their way to Tuscaloosa, going back to Dre Kirkpatrick and D. Milner and uh, as recent as you said, Kool-Aid McKinstry. And watching Tony Mitchell on tape, though, I'm with you on the safety comment that you made because of all the guys that we could talk about, it's not all that difficult to see some Mark Barron in this guy's game as well. And Mark Barron was that kind of guy coming Absolutely. out of high school that could play pretty much anywhere on the field.
0: Yeah. And I think Tony falls into that. And again, I think it just goes to what, you know, what he wants to play. You know, the staff's always going to give him a chance to go out there and earn that, that spot if they want it. And then, uh, you know, you know, where's the need at? Because I think most kids, as they said, your second team cornerback or first team star, I think most of them will take that first team star and run with it. So obviously the opportunity, you know, will, will be a big part in that, but you know, you get that guy that versatility again. It's just like offensive linemen. We talk about it every time a guy that's you know that's big and has size, but can snap. And we you know we've seen guys like Ryan Kelly, who's tackle sized, end up at you know at the center position. And um, those guys just have a tendency of getting on that field earlier.
1: You yeah, know, Baron was a safety, but he played money. He played star. He could play just about. Yeah, played linebacker in the NFL after yeah, a, a few a great years great at safety.
0: Running, was a great running back. Yeah. At, but that versatility with these guys, um, and again, you know how important you know important it is to to you know to get these guys on campus and see them and everything else, and you know felt like it spelt you know it said volumes that he came to Tuscaloosa, and that's a huge trip. I mean, it's an hour trip away, and he knows a lot of people there. But he came there and wanted to talk to Saban face to face, so I really felt like that was a that was a really good
1: sign. Six to 180 hundred and eighty pound Tony Mitchell. Projectable at multiple spots, a five-star, according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And, Tim, obviously, you start connecting dots. And we know that his Thompson teammate, Mitchell's Thompson teammate, Peter Woods, he has an announcement of his own coming up here in the not-too-distant future, right?
0: Yeah, you know, that's the funny thing. This is the thing about recruiting, you know, and again, telling the fan base. And there's not really a lock situation. And a year ago, if you'd have said Tony Mitchell would be committing Alabama and Alabama would be in a fight for Peter Woods, I'd, I'd have slapped you in the face. I'd have said, <laughs> don't wish that on me. You know, I never would have thought that, but I mean, here we are. Uh, obviously Peter's got a lot of connections. You know, he's got a lot of connections, university, of Alabama. In fact, he was with some of the players in the commitments. He has family in Tuscaloosa. He's with some of the players in the commitments yesterday uh, at the bowling alley, he was checking in on social media. So Alabama's a factor in I mean He took a visit to Clemson. They're definitely involved, but you know, you take that visit, you get that stuff going, you feel that emotion. You just want to see a kid, you know, gets, you know, how it, how it, how it goes down after the, you know, those emotions go down after that big visit. So, uh, obviously a guy, you know, and you're going to have an in-state kid, 45 minutes to an hour away with several teammates at Alabama, um, you know, so, I mean, Alabama's still going to be a factor in that regardless of this first decision, in my opinion. But, I mean, it's recruiting kids. You know, at the end of the day, I've always said kids should go where they're most comfortable and where they feel the best about. But it is quite the flip. I don't think most Alabama fans would have predicted, you know, a little concerned with Peter. But Tony's wrapped up, you know, so that that that's an that's the interesting thing about
1: recruiting. Huge, huge pickup. And Tony Mitchell, Peter Woods set to make his announcement or tentatively set anyway in the next week or so you got Malik Benson, right? The junior college wide receiver from Hutchinson community college set to make his intentions known all great reasons to stick with Tim Hank South, the rest of our great crew right there at Bama Anything else, Tim, before we get out of here?
0: Just add, I mean, I just think it's important. I mean, I know, I know how bored the fans get. They're screaming from April to June, something's wrong. NIL. We're not doing
1: the same
0: thing every year. But I mean, seriously, meeting recruiting is like trying to meet your future wife. It ain't worry, you ain't worried about who gets the first date. You worry about who gets the last date. And this is a marathon. Emotions run high and kids finish their two year season and they're invited to 500 junior days and they're invited to all these places that they can go for the first time and they are getting treated. Every place better than anyone's ever treated me a day in my life. Not on my birthday, not on my wedding. They get the best treatment in the world. So I think it's just, you know, better. And also the one thing I can't really, the June camps mean so much to Alabama. Mm-hmm. They mean much to the Alabama staff. They learn, they pick up guys, they drop, they, you know, all that stuff happens. Um, all that stuff starts to happen. So they really have to control it. And, you know, I, I had a nugget today on, this, on, this, on a future safety named Brayson Hubbard, tipped yep. Mississippi's a baseball commitment to Southern Miss, never heard of him, you know, got tipped. He was doing great at Bama's camp, like blowing it up, worked out at safety, which was interesting. I go to watch his film and this kid is a, this kid's a good, good, good athlete. He's a quarterback. He actually looks like a recruitable quarterback. He is running fast. You know, he's got size cum, and everything else. So you're seeing a guy emerge at Alabama camp, which me and you are so familiar with. Last year, Kobe Prentice is the one I kept mentioning. Low stars. Oh, Lord, we're getting a three-star. We're missing on our top guys. That's not the case. Bama staff is going off their evaluations, and they have a history where they've earned the right to do that and not worry about somebody's rankings in February. You know, I just think that we're going to see a lot of changes. That board everybody refers to isn't a board. It's not. There's a reason. It's a raceable board, by the way, too. Um, <laughs> that, thing, that thing changes a lot. Nick Saban will be three minutes before signing day. He will be evaluating his commitments the whole time. So we're going to see a lot of changes. We're going to see guys emerge. We're going to see guys drop. Um, you know, my you know my biggest thing is just to, you know you know to me follow the visits, watch the Bama staff. Who are they? go in harder on and just let it fall into place because you're looking at this class right now. I mean, they've got you know four in-state commitments. Jalil Hurley, excellent football player. Wilkin Formby didn't get nearly enough love and should a big kid, good footwork, massive guy, big enough to play either tackle position, but also he's flexible enough to play that guard position. He's got a big upside. And then the Pierre kid from Ufala, who you know he he's a he's a monster. I mean, if you saw his camp video, you know the Put him in a spin cycle. He was, you know, he was doing a
1: dude had an assortment of moves already for a high school there, player that there were was pretty some, impressive. There were,
0: fel- there were some felonies in there. There was kids' parents <laughs> wanted to press child abuse charges. He had moves. He got to that dummy to touch around that offensive lineman in a variety of ways, which is yeah. scary. What's scary is that all we hear about is his upside. I'm like, his current side's really good. <laughs> Gotta get better. But these are I mean, these are you come out of the gate. Best class basically in the history of, of Alabama that I've covered on paper going into their senior year, by far the best, especially defensively. And Alabama's got four of the guys already. So one guy they lost, the Vizina kid from Briarwood. You know, that that was probably a case that they had another quarterback in mind, Eli Holstein. You know, speaking of Eli, I mean, that that might as well be that very well could have been Alabama's number one. Uh,
1: that one's going to look better and better. You it, get and heard,
0: when you watch his film, and I've sent that film to dozens of people after the fact, they were pretty surprised. There's been a lot of eyes opened about Eli. Big kid, a monster, looks like, you know, everybody compared, you know, to me, he's Big Ben athletically. Big old kid, strong, mm-hmm. thrown off platform, can run it. He's a load, competitive You know, full of piss and vinegar. He's got that attitude chip on his shoulder, which is going to be great. So this class is really, really, you know, turning into a nice class early. You're setting the basis. And then, you know, you know, Bam is really good at closing out. So good start. Good day. So, you know, not a lot to argue about today.
1: Tim, Hank, Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, myself, we're going to have you covered, whether it's recruiting or whether it's team, we've got you right there at BamaOnline.com. Hey, Tim, as always, man, great, great stuff, and always appreciate you taking the time here on the Bama Online podcast. All
0: right, you got it. We'll see you guys on the roundtable.
1: For Tim Watts, Travis Ryer, once again, Tony Mitchell, five-star defensive back from Thompson High School, verbally commits to the Alabama Crimson Tide, a huge pickup for Nick Saban and his staff for the 2023 recruiting cycle. Until next time, so long, everybody.